Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 90. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Meanwhile, on Antigua Prime. Last we knew of Antigua Prime a month or so ago, we had put Spearmint and Grom in contact with each other with the thought that Grom would be interested in the Minora rights there. Yep. And could help Terrans reclaim the land. Because that planet, ecologically speaking, was still in good shape. Yes, it had not been glassed. And there wasn't too many Zerg there. Correct. And we destroyed the uh, Zerg attractor. Yes. And I think I have like a blue, I'm trying to find where I wrote down with the thing with the Bengalos, but I had like a blue die the next time we look for it, I think. Fair enough. I think it was for like tracking it. Works for me. So you plot a course to Antigua Prime. (laughs) Give me a like average computers check as you're Heading in. Uh, it's a wash. Okay. Uh, you come into orbit, you're getting hailed on some frequency not normally used. Yeah, on Antigua, because nothing was used on Antigua. Yeah. So you're getting some really weird readings. And you just like, just, nope, just turn it off. Not important. <laughs> we don't recognize one. it as a hail. Correct. And I turn on the music. <laughs> You do that, you pull into atmosphere, and you're in generally the same vague part of the planet you were on before. Yeah, because we had, the Bengalos were in those ruins. So if we're here for the purpose of, uh, you know what we should have bought was some sort of sedative. But hey, we have this uh, stun gun. Maybe that'll be sufficient. That is true. You do have a stun gun. Yeah, so we'll go where we know Bengalos to be. Okay, that sounds entirely reasonable. Give me an average pilot check, just as you're scouting out a good region to start looking. You do know that, like, there's Zerg around here, so you're trying to be cognizant. There were Scourge on this world before. Can I make a medicine check, since this is a science vessel, and attempt to brew a sedative? Yes. Uh, This will be hard. I'm willing to give you a blue dye because you're on a science vessel, but I'll give you a black dye because you don't have, like, the proper chemicals for making this. Yeah, I think it's just something that, like, occurs to Imogen. Like, oh, that would be something useful. Let's see what's in these cabinets. Yeah, you're going to find a syringe and some, like, what was the beer that you got? The oh, leftover liberator? We're not going to use the McWiser for this, then. Oh, uh, well, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> so I failed the piloting check. But I got two advantages and a triumph. Okay, I will let Imogen do her thing first, and then I will tell you what happens. So I have a success with three threats. So is this something that needs to be, like, injected with... It needs to be, like, hand-injected. So is that, like, a melee check? Yeah, it could be brawl. That'd be fine, too. It's not something we have to hold over its face, like a cloth of chloroform? No, it is a syringe that you have to inject... And you need to do at least, you have to get through its hide. So you have to do at least one damage when you uh, attack. 
So it'll be brawl or melee damage is zero plus one since it's a syringe, or does it have you get a you get pierce one? Okay, and do you just want it to use the anesthetic rule from Star Wars, like a resilience check? Yeah, they'll have to make it. What is it like a hard resilience check or something? It's an average resilience check for one dose, and if it succeeds, or if they fail the check, then it's five strain. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Imogen, you're just finishing up that. Lily, you're trying to pilot uh, when you very suddenly notice uh, there's like an explosion goes off just to the side of the ship and it kind of rocks things quite a bit. You look down at your scanner trying to figure out what the heck's going on. You're being tailed by a cloaked wraith, which is like a sort of a jet fighter. Whoa. A superiority fighter. EMP that. Yeah, can I turn around and EMP it? Uh, you can try. This is a gunnery check, I think we said. Because it is, it is a physical missile. It's up to long range. You are at long range. The Gemini missiles at race fire are themselves pretty long range. That's what they're for. Okay, so and it, it fired a missile, so that's what happened to us. Yeah, and it went off like just to the side of you. How hard of a check is it? Three purples, and he has... Uh, you can see right through his cloaking. But he still has evasive maneuvers, so one black die of defense for him. Okay. And then I wonder if I should use a story point to upgrade this. Might as well. No point in shooting it without trying to hit. And it is one success. One success. That's what you needed. EMP goes at the back of your ship. Uh, You see the Wraith try to take some evasive maneuvers, but he is not fast enough to get outside the blast radius. Uh, The EMP goes off. He immediately loses his cloaking and his weapon systems. Uh, he does not lose his ability to just fly. Okay. Uh, so you're not killing this guy outright. And can I attempt to, like, radio this guy? How are you going to radio a guy who's you just EMP'd his vessel? Does his radio work is the question. I don't know how the technology works in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say this. The EMP takes out his radio and spend a story point just to make this more amusing. All right, well, then we should fly away. You don't want to just irradiate him while we're at it? He would be protected because he's inside a vessel. The outside of his ship would be heavily irradiated. I mean, if you want me to get close so you can flip him off or something. I don't want to... I wanted to communicate with him. We fired the EMP in self-defense, but I don't know why they were shooting at us or who they are. But since I now lack any way to communicate with them other than flashing likes at them, my next suggestion is that we flee. Okay. Uh, this sounds like a contested pilot check. You're going to be doing two reds, a purple, and a black. Because it is a superiority fighter, and flying is their thing. Three successes and a threat. My adrenaline's pumping now. Your adrenaline is pumping. This wraith is definitely faster than your science vessel and far more maneuverable. But we've engaged in aerial combat on this planet before. We know where the cloud base are. Uh, you have. The wraith, however... It's a lot more directional. It's faster in a certain direction. The science vessel can turn on a dime, though, uh, is the advantage that you have. So you find some like weird canyons to go into, go down real low, back and all around. Uh, you're sort of this multi-directional thing, whereas the wraith flies past you several times. Uh, you manage to evade it and lose. You manage to lose it. Okay. I'm going to crack my knuckles and get that string back. That was weird. Can you run any sort of sensor sweep to find out if there's any other ones of those around? Why don't you make a general perception? What are the scanners telling you? As opposed to, like, setting up a custom scan. 
But don't forget my heightened awareness for perception. That's a good point. What was the difficulty? Just two purples. Success with one threat. Okay, you're looking at the general scan. You're still not sure what this weird spike is at a certain part of the energy spectrum. You're just not familiar with that. But there is a lot of activity to your south, to the south. Uh, it seems to be emanating from an island there. Electronic activity? Yeah, a lot of electronic activity. Okay, whereas before when we were on this planet, things were pretty quiet. Yeah, there was zilch. I feel like it's a reasonable thing to assume that Brahm is actually here doing something. That is a reasonable hypothesis to have, certainly. All right. Then what I think we should do is we should just put out like a blanket, like on every frequency announcement and just like a a general all hail of like, we're an innocent science vessel. Whoever you are, please stop sending fighters after us. And just like despite our round and lumpy appearance, we are not, in fact, a sleek fighter jet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you send that out on a different frequency, not the one that was being full of stuff before. Uh, You get a sort of general reply like, "Uh, science vessel, you're broadcasting on an inappropriate frequency. Please use the prescribed frequency bands and respond to requests for hails. What is this, Emoja? We're being told we're polluting the airwaves again. You have flown through flight space without a flight plan. Disregarded. What? You need to file your flight plan, check in with the firebase. All right, can I dial to whatever they're broadcasting on? Yes, you can. It's just a, it's a weird, not a frequency you're used to using. All right, so I will dial back to that. And I'll say, can you give clear instructions on what you want us to do? This isn't a standard wavelength. We have a rare opportunity here, since there's no other electromagnetic interference. We're trying to do some advanced studies. Did you come to this planet without checking the Dominion communication records? Knowledge turn check? This is the first I've ever heard of that. Yeah, uh, make it like a two purple check. I feel with two advantages. You're not sure what he's talking about, but like it... I'm like, I was on this planet six weeks ago, and there was nothing here at all. No, I didn't check any logs before coming back. Yes, well, a lot's changed in six weeks. Uh, we've gotten Dominion jurisdiction on this planet now. So Grom LLC is formally in charge of the airwaves. We appreciate you not, yes, polluting them while we're doing research and other things. Oh! What are you doing on here? You're with Grom. Are you the vessel that fired upon our uh, security fighter? Uh, we're the vessel that disabled your security fighter from firing at us, which it did first. We're going to need to have you come in. That's fine. We'll be happy to land and clear all this up if you promise not to shoot at us on the way down. As long as you follow proper landing procedures and file a flight plan, it's not going to be a problem. But if you disregard all hails... All right. Give me the procedures and we will follow them. I would like a social check of some sort from you. Yeah, well, I'm getting pretty close to wanting to make a coercion check. If you want to make a coercion check, you are free to do that. They're the ones who shot at us. Yes, it is a red, a purple, and a black, because you're only shouting them over the radio, so it's harder to just have that forceful personality. Yellow, yellow, green, and I have a knack for coercion. Oh, you do? Nice. I do. I have honed that skill against pirates. Now listen here. It doesn't even matter. I'll, I'll, I'll just use my clever retort to cause them strain. Because that's apparently all I can do is uh, 
give them threats on their own check. I fail with advantage. You fail with advantage. I mean, like, you feel better. You can recover some strain. I don't need to recover any strain. You can take a blue die on the next thing you do then. Yes. I'm just angrily yelling at them because from my perspective, they fired on us without due cause. Absolutely. Yes. So I'm, I'm very snippily telling them that they need to send whatever clear procedures and like lat long they want us to go to. Yeah, they, it gives you the coordinates. Uh, the read you get back from the person answering is like they're kind of disaffected. They're just like, whatever. It's all, it was all filed with the Dominion. You could have looked it up. Come on down to these coordinates. Land at the starboard. All right. I pass the coordinates over to Lily. So then that's what I will file as our flight plan because that's what we planned to do was land. Yes. Uh, you don't need a, a check of any sort to get over there. Uh, yes, just a little way south, there is an island that's kind of isolated from the rest of the, the planet. There's a couple bridges uh, off it. It looks like maybe at one point it was a Terran installation. Okay, but are there any trucks off the side of the bridges? No, no, it's a little, <laughs> a little further away from that. Uh, but you just see a lot of new structures put up, mainly like the temporary kind of like constructed and field structures. Uh, you do see some heavy mining equipment as well as a couple other pieces there. And there's some people about, not a large number. Uh, there might be like 100 people here in total. Are these the type of buildings that float around? Uh, most of them are, yes. You see a few bunkers with some marines or mercenaries out and about as well. And a starport if you landed. Give me a perception check. Two purples. Can this be joint or what? It can be joint, yes. And we'll stand close together. Uh, of course, always. <laughs> Success with two advantages. Uh, you see the Wraith is, uh, it's already landed. It landed and got here much before you did. There's just the one? You see it looks like maybe two are in a hangar. Uh, it looks like someone is just, they got here maybe 20 minutes before you did, it seems. Are they marked with like Grom logo or like with some mercenary crew that they've hired? They are Grom, Grom owned vessels, it seems. I did not realize that they had fighters. They've been doing some investing, it seems. I didn't realize that they used that for security. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see one of the race, it landed just a little bit before you did. Perhaps it's the one that took a shot at you. It opens up. The pilot steps out. Oh, no, it's not her, is it? Takes off a helmet. You see her kind of long hair. Throws her helmet down. And it, yeah, it's that pilot who's going to need a name. She got a name. What was her name? I don't remember it now. I like, mean, I'll look in my book, but Lily didn't really care enough to write it down, I think. Shreve is her name. Shreve. Oh, so we're impressed that she managed to land without crashing. Uh, yeah. So she's actually, like, she's off in, like, another part of the starport, so she can't actually just, like, march over to you and harass you. Uh, but she's clearly seen you. Well, she doesn't know, like, she wouldn't recognize our ship. Oh, that's true. Uh, but you have to, like, step out of your ship to, like, get the visual on her. She sees you too. She sees Imogen. <laughs> And, and assumes, that tall lady. Assumes the other lady is that. And the other person with Imogen. How many big friends does she have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, there's uh, someone there to meet you, like a Grom LLC, kind of like, now you the vessel that just showed up unannounced on our world? We are the vessel that just arrived that fired on. Why, why wouldn't you respond to our hails? You were not hailing on standard channels. We're hailing on standard Antigua channels. There were no Antigua channels at all last time we were here. Well, you're not here last time. You're here this time. Yeah. And the only reason I am going to coerce or skating tired or sure. whatever. The only reason 
you're here is because of us, because we're the ones who set up the deal. Make your coercion check of a red and a purple. I'm going to use a story point this time. Okay. I succeed. Okay. You see, you're the ones who set this up. You're, he's like, look, now I appreciate that you might have helped Mr. Grom find this place, but it's a proper installation now. we got to follow proper procedures. Otherwise, you might come in along in a dangerous flight path, get hit by a Zerg. There's still Zerg here, you know that? So it's for your own safety. So what sort of forms do we need to file or whatever to be able to go where we want to go here? What is it that you're looking to do here? Grom LLC has got mineral rights on pretty much the whole planet. Don't give a damn about your bloody minerals. Well, the Dominion does, and Grom gives quite a damn about them, and so consequently, I gave a damn about them. So what are you planning to do on this planet? Think of me as the planetary governor right now. We're here for a safari. Going on safari? Aye. Give me a, is this still coercion at this point? No, I think negotiation, because she was oh, asking like, what yeah. to file and things like that. Okay. Uh, negotiation is going to be a red and two purples. Oh, great. Maybe I should have stayed with Gordon. Well, this would be a wash if it weren't for the triumph here. So it is not a success, but there's a triumph. Okay. Uh, it's like the safaris are not authorized activity. Um, we can't just let anybody do anything on this planet. We have a a rare opportunity to, like, rebuild properly on this world. Now, I know you got into some scuffle up there with our uh, security uh, wraith. Do you mind explaining that? I figure I want to hear your side before I, our uh, pilot explains uh, her side. She uh, She's a little bit excitable. So you want me to use this triumph to upgrade my next check? Yeah, and he's giving you an opportunity to, like, speak out, as opposed to, like, he distrusts you because you're not one of his employees. So I guess it's charm then? I th- you're trying to like rationally explain, like, look, you didn't know. You're on the same standard frequency. So what Imogen says is that we flew into the space with monitoring all the usual regular channels that communications happen on throughout the Dominion, and that we were fired upon. And in response, we simply disabled the weapons of the vehicle that attacked us and then removed ourselves from its line of fire. What I want to highlight here is we acted purely defensively. We didn't do anything antagonistic or anything like that at all. Okay. All we did was be like, you can't shoot us anymore. And then, and then we hailed on every channel that we could. Clearly, we were coming in with the intent of doing what was proper and... While it is true, we were not following their protocols. It was because their protocols were completely beyond anything that we would have expected. Okay. Because we have actually, and I I will add this, maybe I can get blue dye for it. Sure. We've done Grom jobs before. And when we went to Red Hall with them, like they didn't establish any protocols like this at all. They weren't using unusual channels there. And that was a planet that was free and clear. Like, so... This is new to our experience of Grom, Grom's way of doing things as well. Okay. Uh, it's going to be three purples. All right. I'm going to spend that last story point. I'm not as good at being charming. I have three threats, but I succeed with triumph. You succeed with triumph, but you have three threats. Okay. I think I know how I'm going to deploy those. You succeed with triumph. The administrator's like taking it down. He's like clearly filling out some kind of report. He's like, all right. I'll just, I'll let you know, like, what the policy is, just so you know, we're broadcasting this frequency, 
Because again, we're doing other research uh, here. Mr. Grom thought that mineral rights are good, but we got a, a pristine chance at a new colony. We're going to try to regulate the airwaves a little more carefully. On Core Hall, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. So we're trying to do that. You said you're on Safari. I think that's, that's probably okay. That's not going to interfere with anything. He gives you a tip that, like, uh, I think we saw a bunch of big giant cat critters uh, out east a little ways. A bunch? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We heard about a few of them. So you might want to start looking there. But again, he gives you a list of frequencies that they're using on this planet. We're trying to do things well. And uh, we're still working with the locals a little bit. It's, it's not perfect relationship with them. So we're, we're kind of keeping our space a little bit. Experiments around. Uh, he is around somewhere. I do not know where he is right now. He's helping a lot of our mining crews, helping them stay safe, too. And that is primarily why we're here. So you are welcome to use the spaceport, but this is a ground facility. And so if we need you to move or anything like that, we'll have to ask you to do that. Uh, we don't have any uh, beds or anything here for you to use, uh, but there's plenty of space on this island. Yes, sir. Oh, that's much appreciated. Your threats over, though, is like he, he wishes you a good day, and the pilot is rapidly approaching, throws her helmet down on the ground. Uh, do you leave? Do you stay? Do you... The, like, administrator is heading out. Hmm. Lily's going to look to Imogen, and honestly, if this pilot, I recognize the pilot probably. Yeah. If she seems like she's getting aggressive, I will step up and just be basically physical barrier, but that really depends on what Imogen wants to do. Okay. I don't know if she'll get violent or not, but she seems unpinged. I, from my perspective, we won that encounter with her here. I can see this angrily approaching person, but... I don't have a particular need to take anything out on her. I already yelled at this tower official person and then like successfully resolved it. So I feel like it will only create further problems if we deal with this pilot because this pilot is here and part of their staff and everything like that. And anything they decide would be weighted in her favor. So I would just as soon slip off to Saffron to get what we need for our purposes. I would like a stealth check, then, to evade the pilot on the ground here. Could be a group check. That's going to be Lily. All right. Can I have a blue die? Uh, you are going up against two reds, because I'm spending a story point. Also black, because she knows this facility a lot better than you do. Do we get any benefits because I'm hard to pick out in a crowd? No, there's not much of a crowd here. Yeah. And you're traveling together. If it was just you, I might give that to you. All right, that sounds good. Two advantages, a triumph, and a failure. Okay. You manage to evade her in the sense that she does not get physically close to you. Like, you go back to the starport, you clearly take, like, a different way there than she does. And, like, you get back to Saffron, she thought you were on a different level. She's, like, two stories up or whatever, or another story up, and there's no, like, stair down right here. And that's when, like, she catches up to you in a sense to where she's, like, medium range or whatever. And she has picked up her helmet again, but she throws it down again. This is like, you! What are you doing here? Does she throw the helmet all the way down at us? No, no, no. Just, like, down on the ground in frustration. Right by her feet. Like, when you just get out of a jet after a battle that didn't go well and you're really ticked off. Twice. An experience all of us have had, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you had the nerve? Just rolling in here. 
like you own the place. Uh, she's going to make a coercion check. What is your combined discipline? Oh. I have um, a yellow and two greens, and we won the last encounter. So I think she should get a black die. She's super pissed, though. I have two greens. <laughs> I get a veteran's discount, but I don't have a lot of discipline. Uh, are you employing your clever retort? Yeah, she can have two threats. She has two successes and two threats. Uh, she threw down her helmet on the ground, but it kind of rolls off the edge and just like infuriates her. Well, no, this is your, cl- what is your clever retort? Because that's what does it to her. She asks what we were doing here and stuff. Yeah, what the hell are you doing here? Okay, I'll just say landing safely. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sick burn. Yeah, next time I won't fire a warning shot, okay? Oh, is that what you're calling it? Oh, and- <laughs> served <laughs> I think that's sufficient for my purposes as I said I don't really want to get into a fight yeah uh, she tries to keep her cool uh, but those are some sick burns though sick sick burns I mean it's called clever retort for a reason it is called clever retort for a reason she's like trust me you'll know when I'm shooting to kill she leaves like that when she leaves she leaves yeah but she's got a great get a helmet or whatever. Because she succeeded, didn't she? No, she failed, but she's... Oh. You definitely have an enemy here. Yeah. Alright, <laughs> so what is the situation? We have to leave Saffron parked here because the wilderness is too wild? Uh, no. The situation is you can park it here, and this is a safe place to park it. If you want, you can take it out into the wilds. The administrator told you, like, yes, just to the east is a safe place. We're not doing any mining there, uh, really. Uh, like we've already marked it out, but we're not actively mining, uh, so you won't be in our way. And they had spotted some Bangalos in that area. Yeah. Okay, then I'm not inclined to leave Saffron here. Not when there's somebody here who hates us. So I would suggest we grab a bunch of forms, fill out a flight path, and then go over there and find like a nice open field or whatever to set down in. And then I guess we can try to run some scans for Bangalos might be kind of tricky, but they are not native to this planet. so They aren't. That is true. That would at least give us a tip on where to start for us to like head out on foot and you to do your survival checks. Was there anything in the protocol about us running scans? Uh, you will have a black die to your scans because you're restricted to certain frequencies. Okay. And for running a specific, like Bangalore specific scan, that will, be, that will be a computer's check. I right-click find Bangalore. Not even a terminal interface, it's a GUI. And Imogen's like, this is too complicated. <laughs> I mean, why can't you just say, find Bengalos out loud? Saffron, <laughs> find Bengalos. Plane, ride at the Valkyries. Alright, two purple, is that what you said? And a black? That is correct. I, however, I'm going to upgrade one of those, so it is a red, a purple, a black. And can I assist? Yes, absolutely. And a blue? By saying key phrases... One success, but two threats. These threats go to Saffron, since you're taxing oh. its computers. I forgot you're you're having things. to shove a lot of energy into a small band. It's just, it's not what the system is designed for. What did I tell you about overtaxing the system? Sorry. That was dumb. You do get some signs of, like, uh, recent Bengalas activity. You don't, like, spot them directly, but you're like, okay, we've spotted I don't know, some of their pheromones or whatever. Okay. Uh, whatever it is. Yes, in the general eastward area, like the northern canyon wall. So that would be a good place to start. Okay. Lily, do you want 
to take this syringe or do you want me to carry it it's got sedative so if you can get close enough we can put the creature to sleep okay i'll take the sedative i'll just grab it all right all right. I don't have a better idea. At some yeah. point, we'll probably figure it out in battle. <laughs> We've got pink ribbon and a crate. Is that our plan here? <laughs> Did we have a crate? We've had crates before. Don't we have rope? I mean, I know I use the ribbon That's for stuff. But... Okay. I'm like, but I'm just but thinking in terms was... of if we successfully catch the creature, we need to store it somewhere while we travel to Browder. Yeah. And you previously had a dog crate. I think that was like a munitions crate that was just like a bed. I don't know that it'll hold. Yeah, the Bangalos is a little bit bigger. Like it's like tiger, essentially. We could just put him in my room. <laughs> That's what we always do. How long does the sedative last? Uh, the sedative, you're not sure how long it's going to last. Long enough to like wrestle it onto the ship, but not long enough for a flight to Browder. How long are we talking for the flight? Is that a day? It was less than a day because we flew okay. here before when we had the Protoss and the human with us. So probably six to eight hours. Uh, were there any structures in this area? Like ruins or anything? Yes. There's a couple of ruined supply depots. All right. So before we bag a tiger, we might want to check those out to see if there's anything we can use. Otherwise, I'm going to start cutting out saplings and making a cage. Yeah, I don't know what it takes, Doug. Well, and how many we can get. It's true. Well, there's Make a lot how much we can fit inside our common space on Saffron. I, I mean, would... maybe if they're just cubs, we could just grab a couple. Oh, <laughs> actually, that could be better. Take them a few cubs because then they would be able to raise them in captivity. And Yeah, but I think we'll need a proper cage or something that can hold a lot of something. You got to land first. Mm-hmm. So give me a two purple pilot check. No helipad here. Yeah, and a black die for the vulture bike. Win success and two advantages. No problem at all. Get a land. I laugh because I actually managed to land perfectly. You know, not an issue. See, With, yeah. that's how it's done. <laughs> uh, you land like pretty much right next to the supply depots. Give you a little bit of cover from the immediate vicinity, so that's good. Lily, would you like to make a survival check first to try to get a lead on these Bengalas? I want to get a lead on scrounging. You know that first. I mean, if we don't have a cage, then we're going to have a problem if we catch a tiger. Did you want me to check and see if I could figure out relative sizes of things? Or is, or do you want to just do with the cage first and then figure it out? Oh, like if there are signs that there's cubs around, then maybe it's not as big a deal. Or if it's like smaller cage or I don't know. If it's cubs, we just throw them inside the escape pod. <laughs> All right. You can make your survival check first then. Okay, it'll be two purples and a black. And then I don't remember what the blue die was for, but I think it was a survival check for Bengalos. So should I apply that now? Yeah, you can apply that now and take a blue die because you had a successful computer's check. Okay. Three successes and three advantages. Okay, yes. You were able to tell there's definitely Bengalos here. You found a trail, a recent set of Bengalos. There seem to be three of them. You suspect it's probably like the mama bear, papa bear, and the one cub. Oh, it's a full family. Yeah. Just like not that a, time. Not a mama and two cubs? Uh, nope, definitely uh, two adults, one cub. Interesting. This is a type of creature that the parents both raise the kid? You don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, you also find evidence that, like, you find Bengala's blood. Okay. And you find a few pieces of, uh, it looks like chitinous zerg blading 
scratched around. So there might have been a fight. And this is very recent. Okay. So like within the last day, definitely. Okay. So if one of them is already injured, that might make it easier to catch. But also, hey, Zerg around. Um, when are there not Zerg around? Question. Is there a Zerg immediately around us right now? Uh, you do not see a Zerg immediately around you. I'm asking about Snowball. Oh. Uh, if you do not explicitly forbid him from popping out, he definitely rolls out. Your salvage! He gets to go on salvage expeditions. That's the thing he gets to do. Yeah, I'm not going to forbid him. I don't know if there's a lot for him to learn. He steps outside of the science vessel, kind of like looks around. He's in like Terran form at the moment, but then he blobs back into like Zergling form. Okay. Interesting choice. Uh, with a little pink bro. If he is aware that there's other Zerg nearby and there aren't other Terrans nearby, maybe he figures it's in uh, everybody's best interest for us to be escorted by a Zerg. Perhaps. With a pink ribbon. With a pink ribbon. <laughs> oh, so, but I got three advantages, so maybe we can apply that to your cage building or whatever. Two of those are used to also protect the Zerg. Okay. So you can pay forward a blue die if you like. I will do that. Because beyond rustling it down, Lily doesn't really have much more ideas. Well, I'm going to take the Emojin stun gun along. Uh, was that a pistol or a rifle? I don't have any stats for it other than that it's a stun rifle. I think it's like six stun damage. It wasn't only short range, was it? I thought it was short range. I mean, that's fine. Okay, the stun rifle is only like two encumbrance, I'll say. Do you know what it crits on? Uh, I think because this is a law enforcement weapon, it is not designed to crit. Oh, that's a good point. Emojins wouldn't crit people. No. So it crits only on Triumph. Emojins wouldn't crit people. They totally would. <laughs> <laughs> they would just act all smug about it. It's not a crit, it's just better. It's not a crit, it's just better. <laughs> okay, well, I want to make a perception check to quickly look around this depot, just to see if there's anything that could work for storing cubs. Yeah, give me a... Two purple and a black perception check. Yeah, because the crate I had was partially broken. Yeah. And we were using it as a bed for sunshine. Okay. Success with three advantages. Okay, you are in fact able to find an old empty crate that's more or less intact that you could fit into your science vessel. You can probably fit one adult Bengalas in here or a couple of cubs. Okay. It's not super comfortable for the Bengalas, but... Right. All right, that's great. They're not going to like what we're going to do to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe an adult and a cub we could fit in there. Maybe. Not a comfortable experience either way. Right. Uh, but yes, you can find that. Absolutely. I feel like a cub would be easier to rank. Like even just leaving a cub in my luck, locking him in my room. Possibility. Okay. Lily, you've got a lead on this Bengalas trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was clearly in a fight with some Zerg at some point. You and Imogen follow that trail? Yes? No? If we're ready. Yeah, I'm leaving the mechanics kit behind because I have to carry this stun rifle. Okay. Uh, you're able to follow this trail a little ways. Every now and then you see a little bit more blood or bits of fur around until you get to the like side of the canyon and you see like a larger cave entrance that might be the home. It might just be that we're holing up. I would like a perception check. Three purples and a black. Combo? Yeah. Two ranks, three cunning. And so, heightened awareness. And what is my situation? I only have one point out reserve it. Success to three advantages. You've got your flashlight. 
And there you're taking a look, trying to see what's going on. And kind of like stumbling out comes one of the Vangalas. And it looks to be in terrible, terrible shape. You see that happen. It stumbles out. You pierce in your flashlight and further. You can see another Vangalas in there. And it seems to be actively locked in a fight with a Zergling, you think? What do you do? Lily does something before Imogen does, I'm sure. Lily's instinct is probably to go engage the Zergling. Okay. If I'm close enough, I can take aim and shoot at it. I don't really probably even think that it would be smarter to let them fight it out a little bit and wear the Bangalos down. Nope, I just... I hear you. And you, you get a close look. It's a little pack of Zerglings. Okay. A minion group of Zerglings, I should say. Can I shoot them without shooting the Bangalos? Uh, you're at a risk. So they're medium range. Okay. You get a black die because it's so dark in there, though. All right. They're engaged with something you would not like to hit. Right. So that upgrades the difficulty. Okay. How risky is it to shoot? Like, are they relative size? The Bangalos is bigger, but they're both silhouette one. Okay, so am I shooting at the pack, or what is the situation here? There's, like, a group of Zerglings that are trying to swarm this Bangalos. Okay. And the Bangalos has nasty claws and teeth, but it is just not on the same level as a Zergling. Yeah, there's just a lot more of them, too, I'm sure. So okay. the fact that there's something there you don't want to hit simply turns one of the purples into a red. Yes. Okay. Are we in combat? Am I taking a maneuver or... This is your free shot. Like, you're reacting instantly. You see this. Okay. And then if if there's any Zerglings left, we'll roll. I got a success and five advantages. That must be enough to crit. My crit is at three, and I get burn one on it. So if it's a group of minions, a crit by itself takes out one whole Zergling. Yes. What is the actual damage you're doing? Let's start there. So I'll be doing nine. One success, and the damage is eight. And she's got enough to crit and to turn on the burn. Okay. Yes. So what happens is you blast right through one Zergling. Mm -hmm. You manage to catch like the head of another Zergling. And you set the last Zergling on fire. Nice. That Zergling is otherwise okay, but he is actively on fire. But he's not dead. Cool. Who's a fire bot now? Ooh. (laughs) Okay, now you can all roll Vigilance because this caught you off guard. 3.1. 0.1. about snowball uh snowball does not get a combat slot because snowball does not have claws to like do anything snowball has no grip i understand that snowball has no actual skills but that doesn't snowball has some skills but not but what i'm seeing is snowball still makes decisions and does things like does snowball know that he shouldn't fight things i don't know we've never taken snowball into anywhere where there was really much combat type stuff that is very true. You're gonna be finding out. Okay, uh, we start off with a player slot, then the Bengalos will get to go, then a bad guy, then a player. Well, I think Lily's gun is recharging right now. Mm-hmm. You gonna try to stun something, Imogen? Yeah, I draw this rifle out, and I aim with it. What do you aim at? So there's one burning Zergling. One burning Zergling. I aim at the Zergling. Okay. But since it's a stun, I won't feel bad if I accidentally hit. It's a short-range weapon, we said. Right. So I am taking strain to do another maneuver so I can step up. Okay. But you're not concerned at all if you hit the other creature. Right, because it's it's a stunning thing. So. Okay. I mean, I'll still do the upgrade to the roll because it matters. Okay, that's fine then. And there's a black die for darkness. Yes. The Zerglings are not on so much fire that they remove the darkness. Uh, you know what? 
Uh, you can remove that black die, actually, because Zergling is on fire. Okay. You're firing at the Zergling. And I will spend a point so that I have a rank. Huzzah. All right. I actually succeed. Cool. This does six strain plus your successes here. Yeah, so that's ten strain. Ten strain! You had a lot of success. I got four successes. Okay, that is enough to knock this Zergling out. So, like, the blue circle-y thing goes... Yeah. Lights up. That's what we should do on the Bangalos, and then go give them the sedative, load them up. It's uh, not a bad idea. That's why I brought it along. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you take that Zergling out, no problem at all. Then is the Bangalos turn. It sees you, or smells at least, you two. How does it react initially? You are a person, you are threatening, but is it going to lash out, or is it going to... It's already injured, or are you talking about the other one? Uh, the one in the cave that was fighting with the Zergling. Okay. It looks scratched, but not heavily injured. The one outside was heavily injured, maybe dead. I moved to short range, so I'm closer than Lily is. You are closer than Lily. This creature is just fighting a Zergling. The Zergling stopped, but there's this other thing here that it can smell that's different. Uh, it failed. It's check. It's panicking. It is going to rush and lash out. Uh, okay, spends an Uber to do that, and then it lashes out. You don't have any kind of defense, correct? Correct. Okay. Here I was thinking maybe I need to go hunt something to bait them, but I will just use Imogen. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to help out. He had a large number of successes as well. Uh, it is six damage. It's claws. Ouch. Tear into you. It is a large, large creature. And Lily. Okay, so Bengalus is attacking Imogen. Yep. And... Your gun is... It's still too hot. Yeah, but the Zerglings are all down? Yes. Tiger wrestling. Can I get close enough? Yeah, it's one maneuver to join the fray. Because I have a strap now, so... Yes, I am going to join the fray and try to do some tiger wrestling. So you're just going to try to gently wrestle? You're not going to take him anywhere to pull out the sedative yet? It's up to you. Yeah, probably I'm just going to do general wrestling. That's fine. Maybe try to choke it out. I forgot about the sedative. You know, you'll still have it for something else. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. I might remember it here in a minute. Right. Um, so what is that, Brawl? Brawl, definitely, because you're just running up there. Okay. This is like that first fight on Marsara again. There's an animal clawing at me, and Lily comes to my rescue. Yeah, Lily comes to rip it off. I'm going to say it is two purples and a black, but I'm going to spend a point. So it is a black, a red, a purple. All right. Do we have all the story points now? You have some story points available, if you wish. Yeah, I'll use a story point. Okay. I'm not that great at brawling, even though it seems like half the time I'm wrestling animals. You know, it's uh, it should be survival, but it's you know, in a combat situation. I might just have to put a point into it since I do with so much of it. A success and a threat, though. Okay, is your goal to, like, literally punch this Bangalas or, like, choke it out? Or is your goal to, like, get it off of Imogen? And... Yeah, I think probably my first goal would be to get it off of Imogen. Okay, so I think you don't do any damage uh, to the creature. But you, like, pick it up, throw it to the ground, uh, so it is disengaged from you. Yeah, I'm trying to get control of it, whatever that looks like. Yeah, yeah, so you're, you're starting that. You're still engaged with it, but I'll say it's, it's not engaged with Imogen. 
Uh, and we are back to the next turn where a player slot is first. I know you want to go, Lily. Now could I take a maneuver and try to get it with the sedative? Yeah, if you take a maneuver, you can pull out the sedative, and then I'll just need the same kind of brawl check. It could also be melee, however you want to use it. Do I have the presence of mind to do that? Yeah, I'm going to try to do that. I was going to say, Imogen is yelling at you. Yes, the bloody sedative! Okay, then yes. <laughs> Lily isn't disciplined, but she is kind of obedient, mostly. Uh, so two purples and a black. Three successes and two threats. Yes, that is enough. Uh, you jab it in. Uh, this does do like three damage or whatever, enough to, to get in and do something to the creature. Okay, yeah, my brawn is three, if that matters for that. In the three successes, I'm guessing we get through the hide. It, it doesn't have a thick hide, so uh, you, it could go through. And it has to make an average resilience check, you said, Jen? Yes. It fails. So it takes five more strain in addition. It takes five more strain. It passes out. Uh, this Bangalot is mostly intact. All right. Is there any sign of the cub? Give me a... Survival? That's the tracking check. Or can she just use a perception if it's in the cave? Yeah. I think perception, and it's two purples and a black because it's so dark. The circling is burned out, unfortunately. <laughs> Hey, uh, Snowball, can you turn into a flaming Zergling? <laughs> That'd be a trick. I have success. You can hear the faint meowing, or mewling perhaps, of a, a cub like off to the left. It is kind of crying out. Uh, it's maybe like two feet long, much, much smaller. Probably was born this season. Okay, so you want like a survival check? Yeah. Give me, I think, two purples and a black if you want to try to handle this creature with care. Uh, meanwhile, Lily, give me a just two purple vigilance check. Okay. Guessing you're keeping an eye on the situation. You don't know if there might be other threats. Yeah. Do I need to take a black dice for this or no? No, not for this. Okay. An advantage, a triumph, and a failure. Okay. How do I want to do this? So I totally miss whatever the one thing is. Yeah. But I could take a strain back. Yeah, I'm trying to think the way to turn this triumph around. Maybe can I pass it over to whatever Imogen is doing? Maybe. Imogen already successfully made her survival check for this cub. There is another Zergling. Okay. So you didn't catch them all. You have a triumph, though. Could I have restrained this Bangalos? Yeah, like you have this Bangalos in hand. Maybe I can tie him up or something, or I don't know if that how much time there is. Yeah, I mean, the combat is essentially over, uh, but you do see another Zergling. Okay. Um, and it looks like it's hauling away its comrade, the burning one. Oh, okay. I is mean, that... if it's not attacking, I don't know that I really care. Is that a normal thing for Zerglings to do? Pull their battle bits off the field? You get two purple knowledge Zerg check, Lily. When I found Snowball, they were trying to get stuff out of his head. Is it just average? Just average. Is the triumph being used for something, or...? I'm trying to find a good use case for the triumph. Uh, use it here, actually. Like, upgrade this check? Yeah, upgrade this check. Okay. It's a wash. You don't know. Zerg exhibit a lot of different behaviors, depending on the situation. Highly adaptable. I don't know. They do things. Doesn't surprise me, I guess. Yeah. They do all kinds of stuff. Okay, but then, so I've got the tiger sorted. Yeah, you got the tiger sorted, no problem, though. And the Zergling is not a threat to us. Is the Zergling a threat to the other Bengalos at all? Uh, you're not sure. You lose track of the Zergling, because it is dark, actually. 
Because I know we still have a Bengalos outside of the cave, and I didn't want it to get... Yeah, that Bengalos was in really bad shape. Okay, so we don't know the situation when we get out there with it. Yeah. Imogen, you have this cub. I had two threats on that roll. You two threats. It does scratch at you a bit, so you take some strain, but it is mostly uh, handled. Like, you bring it to its mother here, and it seems a little more... Well, I figured I could carry the little one, and Lily could carry the big one. Yeah, it is a big creature, Lily, but you're able to drag it out of the cave. Can I put it on something, or can I haft it? Uh, with an athletic stick, you could carry it on your back. This would be hard. We'll see. Three successes and two threats. You take some strain. It's, it is heavy. Uh, you haven't been working out as much as you would like. You don't have a gym membership anywhere. I mean, it is heavy. Even if I was, maybe i pull something a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Oof. You're going to have to stretch after this. Yeah. You manage to carry it. You walk outside. The other Bangalas is still there, but like blood is pooling up around it. So it's dead? Uh, you don't know that it's totally dead, but it, it walked outside and there's more blood there. Okay. I'll make a medicine check on it. Two purples and black. Failure with two advantages. It looks pretty much dead to you. Okay. Take some strain back. I think this one's been left behind. Shame. We should probably secure these two, but I don't know, like, if Protoss would care for the remains of a remaining Bangalore. My impression was they wanted the animals because they were reminders of ire that they wanted to have their types of animals in the spaces that they occupy. So not that they wanted to conduct scientific experiments on cadavers. Oh, no, I meant for, like, teeth or fur or... I mean, I can make a knowledge protoss check to, like, try to decide. Sure. Why don't you make a, an easy knowledge protoss check? I mean, Success. it's too bad we didn't get a male and a female. Of course, I don't know what this cub is. Success is one threat. Uh, yeah, you don't think they'd be interested in a dead Bangalas. That might be depressing. Okay. Like, it was a creature that was native to Ire, well-known to Ire. So it's, it's a morale boost for them. But you don't think they attach any significance to, like, the teeth or claws or anything. Do I know, do we have the mother and the cub or the father and the cub? You have the mother and the cub. Okay. So it's unfortunate, but this is the best way for it to resolve, to have the cub with its mother still, because this looks quite young. As far as I'm concerned, we're done here. We can only transport so many Bengalas at a time. Truer words were never spoken. Okay. So we take them back and load them up and... Okay. Uh, are you guys like just going to depart uh, Antigua Prime right away, you think? I mean, I we think of a reason to stay here longer. Uh, I mean, we'll file a flight plan first. And we could come back if we needed to. I just, I mean, I know I'm reckless, but we've got an angry tiger waiting to wake up. So again, the crate isn't big enough to put the cub in there with the mother. The cub's pretty young. You could probably fit it in there with the mother. I think that would probably be better. <laughs> yeah, that way, at least when the mom wakes up, she knows where her cub is. She's not trying to get out. And then I guess I'll just put some bed sheets in there. Because I'm Lily. <laughs> you throw an MRE in there. Make him some sweet tea. Yeah, because that's how Lily operates. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, you're doing that. You see Snowball stroll back around. You weren't sure where he went. Has he got anything stuffed in his backpack? Snowball does not have a backpack. Snowball has a little backpack that he keeps his brain implant in. Maybe he leaves that in Lily's room, but he does have Oh, it. okay, okay. 
Yeah, we gave him the head tech and we put it in the backpack for him. Yes, that is right. Now that he keeps that in Italy's room, he doesn't take, carry that around. Okay. He is the weirdest little kid we have. Uh, give me a vigilance check, each of you. Three purples. So a Zergling shows up with a ribbon on it. Yeah, it's clearly Snowball. Success and two threats. I have success also. Uh, Snowball looks a little bit singed. Not super burned, but just a little bit singed in some places. Like, and it's already, you can tell, like healing or otherwise reforming over it, but. Was Snowball the one dragging away the burning Zerg? Could be. I didn't notice. Unless he's trying to look a little singed. That is also a possibility there. All right, I'm going to metagame here, though. You were asked to make a check at that point in time, and you failed it. This is true. Oh, yeah, I was totally paying attention to the tiger. <laughs> right, I wasn't paying attention to the zergs. You know, to think that could kill you. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. That's true. You lose some days, you die some days. But we got a tiger. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to point out we've got a Protoss tiger and a baby. Yeah, two tigers hauling in. But yeah, a uh, snowball comes strolling back up, kind of wraps on the crate a little bit as, as he goes by. Like... In a threatening way? In a, like, to be annoying way. Okay. So, he's mad because they were fighting Zerglings, but, you know, probably this will have started. I mean, you murdered a pile of Zerglings today. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's not the first time that's happened. And it's not going to be the last. <laughs> well, he was in battle with us when we rescued Zergara, but we weren't killing Zerg. We were... And also, Snowball wasn't in the arena. Snowball was standing guard at the lady playing StarCraft. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm a little... I mean, but, I don't know what he's going to do to us. Like, Zerg have definitely attacked Saffron while Snowball's been with us. Maybe it's not him that's annoyed. <laughs> possibility. Possibility. Okay. You have that. You were filing your flight plan. Yep. You take care of that. You don't get any... I make sure I have all the necessary information for if we decide to return to Antigua and for any other purpose. Very well. Uh, You start your takeoff, and I would like two purple vigilance checks uh, from both of you. As a wraith comes zooming in and blows our ship up. (laughs) Before we leave, I would like to secure Snowball in my room. Okay. He does not need to know the coordinates of this planet. Ah, I see. And also, he doesn't need to be out if the tiger gets out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Snowball generally hangs out in your room anyway. Yeah. So you just kind of lock the door. I have advantages, yeah. but I don't succeed that vigilance check. You are distracted by the tigers, perhaps? One triumph. One triumph. That's all I have for you, is a triumph. Yeah, Lily, what you see, actually, you see a flying creature. You're not, you don't have any idea what it is. Some local flying large bird. Large, definitely big. It's flying along happily. You just kind of take a note, like, oh, that's cool. And suddenly it collides with something. You don't see what. Uh, It doesn't look like it collides with anything. And, like, a wraith kind of flickers out of cloak. You weren't, like, scanning closely at the moment. It kind of starts... It loses a bit of control. Like, you see it's heading back to base or whatever. Uh, But, yes. Uh, Something collided with a cloaked wraith. And that wraith is now leaving. Right. So it uncloaked, or was it just covered in blood in the front? It was, yeah, it was just like covered in stuff. Okay. I hope the bird took a crap on it too. The bird does recover; is very surprised. It's stunned from having flown into a window 
in an open sky. Yep. Yep. I think we can probably call it there. Yeah. You can do your uh, trade, your exchange with Salendis at the start of next time. Right. Somewhere a pilot's throwing her helmet on the ground. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, you can take 10 experience. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.